a, a series called Help Me Believe. We started it up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm not sure. There we go. All right. Help Me Believe. And so we're looking at things that can be things that are hurdles for our faith. Maybe some of us in here, we're, we're contemplating this whole Jesus thing. And so we might have some hurdles that prevent us or making us hesitate to fully trust in Jesus with our lives. Then there's for some of us, we've had things throughout the years that can maybe be hurdles in our trust in Jesus. And so we decided, you know what, let's tackle these things for the month of May. And the first off we looked at is, hey, if we can understand that the resurrection happened, that the tomb is still empty, every other hurdle really isn't that big because the tomb is still empty. And that applies a lot for our lives. And then last week, we were in the park, and we had such a great time for our park service. And Kyle talked about how we can believe despite our circumstances. And today, we're going to be talking about how we can believe when we have what we might deem unanswered prayers. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray right now that you move our hearts to draw closer to you. And God, I believe that this topic can really develop a great faith in our lives. And God, I know it is something that can be challenging for many. And so I pray that you will speak loudly and clearly. That you put to the side all possible distractions and hurdles so that we can draw closer to you. And be used, God, when others are struggling, that we can be equipped to provide some encouragement for them as well. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, many people, including some of us, have had our trust in God wounded by what we might perceive as unanswered prayers. And I'm sure that we can all testify that at some point we have had a prayer that went unanswered. Raise your hand if you've had a prayer at some point in your life that you asked God for that did not come to fruition. Every single one of us, right? And so some of us, maybe in the room, we have hesitated again to come to faith because maybe when we were younger or there was this tragic situation and we prayed and it did not happen. So therefore, we pushed God to the side or therefore we decided, I don't know if I want to trust or follow this God because he did not give me what I asked for. And some of us consciously, maybe even most of us who might struggle with this, subconsciously have actually pulled back from trusting God fully because of these times in which we had unanswered prayers. We prayed for something. In fact, we had maybe many people praying for something. Maybe it was a job, a relationship situation. It was a health concern. And when we did not receive the answer we wanted, it wounded our faith. And so again, maybe some of us consciously decided, you know what, I'm going to trust but not fully. Or some of us subconsciously have decided, you know what, I don't know if I can trust him again with everything. Can anyone relate? And so we want to go ahead and, and, and tackle this because this is a vital part of our relationship with God. And so I'm going to bring up uh, one of my favorite women in all the world, one of my favorite moms, many of you know her. She's going to come up on stage here with us, and that's the one and only lovely Mary Mains. 
All right. Did you guys already give it up for Mary Mains? Okay, good. Mary is by far one of my favorite women in, 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 in all the world here and uh, really just a huge model of faith. And, and I believe as we talk today, you'll see why. But Mary, uh, thank you so much uh, for coming up from South OC here. But maybe you can tell, I know a lot of people know who you are, but maybe you can share a little bit uh, about yourself there. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say it is just so great to be here. Even walking into this building uh, just brings back so many memories of uh, meeting here and the campus met here and the little chapel and um, the Mexican restaurant down the street that we were at. Um, it used to be incredible. I don't know if it still is, but um, uh, oh, good. Um, so, um, so I have to say that. But my name is Mary Maines. I have uh, been a disciple. I had to count it up. 44 years. I know, it, it was, I was an infant, not really, I, mean, I, was, I was 18 years old when I was baptized into Christ, and um, um, I was married for 32 years to the most wonderful man, Kevin Maines, and we have two children, I have a daughter-in-law and a son-in-law, and I also have six amazing grandchildren. So there you go. That's me. Amen. Amen. Did, did you, you want to show the picture now? Sure. All right. Mary, Mary has a picture of her uh, uh, family there. So the, the one where we're all in the little plaid, that's all my grandchildren at Christmas time. And uh, that was wonderful. And the little baby is Kevin, Joshua Maines. And, um, and then the other one is all my family minus my daughter-in-law, Ashley. She was out of town, and, uh, but it's the most recent picture of my family. Amen. And so, Mary, I want to ask you a question here. Uh, how did you handle uh, unanswered prayers before uh, you became a true Christian or, or maybe when you were new in the faith? Yeah, you know... I started thinking about that, and to be honest, I didn't have a lot of unanswered prayers, and I thought, hmm, I wonder why. Maybe it was because I didn't have as much faith, so I didn't ask for as much, and I think I felt so blessed as a, a young Christian. I was 18. I was a campus student. I just felt like um, God just really gave me mo the most amazing life. So there were times when things didn't go my way, but overall, um, they did. They really did go my way, um, or God's way. <laughs> Maybe some of it was my way, some of it was God's way, but there weren't tons of unanswered prayers in my life. So, so maybe you can share then about the toughest time in your life when it seemed like God didn't answer your prayers. Well, obviously for me, it was uh, when Kevin uh, had a heart attack and um, we went to the hospital and over the next 11 days, uh, it was initially where they felt like he would recover and that's what we were told. And I was praying, my children were praying, you guys were all praying, the church was praying, and honestly, 
it never occurred to me God wouldn't answer my prayer that he would live. And as uh, I remember the morning that um, the hospital called and said, they call it an urgent status change. And I'll never forget those words. And it was that things were not going well. And I remember praying that day and just saying, come on, God, you have to come through. Um, you know, I would reason with him, as a lot of us do, like, the church is all praying. I mean, God, can you imagine what this would be like if we all prayed and then you answered our prayer? So you've got to do this, uh, was my prayers to him, um, only to be told no. And I think, you know, there are different kinds of prayers that we pray and different answers. You know, there are prayers that we pray and voila, it happens and God blesses us. And we're like, wow, that was amazing. And, you know, uh, I remember even being after this happened in a setting and someone said, let's just all share big, bold prayers that we prayed and God answering them. And, you know, I was not in a great state of mind and I thought, yeah, I'm going to share. Yeah, I prayed that my husband would live, but he didn't. You know, and I thought, well, that wouldn't go over. That wouldn't go over well. We all want to hear that. And then God did amazing things. And so I think that can be hard. I think the other thing is when he says no or he says not now, um, maybe later. And there is this whole time where we don't know what God is going uh, to do. And I think that's the hardest part of all of this, is that God doesn't promise that he is going to answer our, all our prayers the way we want them to be answered. And, um, and you know, I really had to wrestle. I, I remember going on prayer walks and just feeling like I'm never going, whew, I'm never going to pray those kind of prayers again. Why should I? You're just going to do what you want to do anyway, God. And, um, and I knew that I wasn't very faithful and I knew God extended grace, but I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like living in sort of that feeling of things, but it was a journey. And I remember some days I would feel like I'd get to a point where I had a greater faith about it, only to the next day I loved to go on prayer walks and I'd be out there and I'd say, well, guess what? I'm right back where I was a couple days ago. I couldn't keep that faith or I couldn't keep that heart um, that I, I got to. And uh, through a course of events, it was interesting as I prayed, how, how do I work this out in my heart? Um, that Ashley, my daughter-in-law, sent me a text and said, hey, I really think you would love this book. And uh, it's called 1,000 Gifts uh, by Ann Voskamp. And it's kind of her journey of faith and grief and unanswered prayers. Um, but one of the little stories she told in there was about her nephew 
as a young child dying, and she went to the hospital, and she says to her family, you know, if it was up to me, he'd be living. He wouldn't die. And, um, and the response was, you know, Hezekiah asked for another 15 years. You know, God said, get your house in order. You are going to die. And he prayed, and God gave him 15 years. But in that 15 years, Manasseh was born to him, who ended up being the most evil king um, that ever lived. And, and so in the book, it just talks about, so, you know, we're just going to go with God's plan. And when I read that, I just started weeping because I felt like, that's it. That's the answer that I need is just go with God's plan. And that God has something wonderful and amazing as, as we do that. Um, can I read that scripture? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the scriptures that has helped me not the announcements. They don't really help. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't usually read them for encouragement. Okay. Um, there you go. Let's go back. There you go. It's um, Psalm 27. There you, there you go. Okay. I love the scripture because it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There's so much goodness for us to see. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And that was kind of my mantra is be strong, take heart. You know, God is going to do something amazing. And I do think waiting is hard. Um, I don't know about you. I, I don't like to wait for anything. And I think we live in a culture now where it's even worse. We do not like to wait for anything. And I remember years ago, we went bowling as a whole family. And Olivia, our daughter, I don't know, she might have been four or five. And, you know, we put the bumpers. But we couldn't find a very uh, uh, light-weighing bowling ball. You know, they're all pretty heavy. And so she would try, but it would get halfway down the alley and then it would just stop and we'd have to throw another bowling ball down there to get it to go. And so we just said, you know, you, you can't do this. You're, you're too young. Um, you're going to have to wait. And um, so we go ahead and we're bowling and our son is bowling and she's sobbing. And I said, what's, a, what's wrong? And she said, it's taking too long. And I said, you mean for us to bowl? And she goes, no, to get big. And I, I think about that because I feel that sometimes. Like, God, it's taking too long. You're not answering my prayer. And, you know, God is saying, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. This is, this is where I excel, Mary. But wait, and I think for all of us, that can be very challenging. So could you explain a little more? You, you said something that was intriguing. You said that God might say yes, no, not now, or uh, maybe later. Mm -hmm. Could you share a little bit more about that? Well, I think 
All of those things are hard for us because they imply that we're not going to get what we want right away. And, you know, if you look at so much of the Bible, I, what I feel sometimes is God, he's doing something, but there are a lot of things that are involved in that. And so what we can feel like is taking too long or not now, not this time in your life, you're not ready for that. Um, it's, it is part of God's plan. And I think I pray a lot to see that. You know, I think it's there. It's just whether or not we see all of God's goodness and what he's doing and how he's moving and working. Um, during the pandemic, my son came to me and said, Mom, I, I feel like it's time for us to move and not be in Southern California anymore. And, you know, for me, that was really challenging. Uh, Stuart has been such, you know, he calls, to this day, he calls me almost every day to see how I'm doing. And, um, you know, of course, as a mom, I'm like, okay, you can't live your life for your mother. You know, you've got to do, but Amen. where, yeah. Oh, sometimes that's hard, though. You kind of want them to. Um, I did want them to stay, but I did understand. But, you know, he gave me some of the different cities that they were going to look for jobs in. So, of course, as the faithful mom, I ranked them. The closest one being at the top, you know, um, oh, I could drive to that one. That's at the top. And then uh, the, the bottom fifth one was Boston. I'm like, Boston? I mean, there's no, it's not even across the country. It's diagonally across the country. And it's old and it's cold and... So I'm like, but I can pray. And so I started praying. I prayed every day for my little list. And a couple months later, we were talking, and he said, we made our decision. And I'm like, God's going to answer my prayer. And he goes, we're moving to Boston. <laughs> and I just, honestly, I was a little heartbroken because I just felt like that could not be farther from what I would have chosen but in the course of the couple, almost two years now that they've lived there, you know, one of my granddaughters has had major, major health issues with her kidneys. And not even knowing it, they realized that Boston Children's Hospital is a world-renowned urologist for children, and uh, who has now done two surgeries on her. And I just look at all the good things that God knew. I didn't know all that and how he continually shows me my thoughts are not your thoughts my ways are not your ways and so you know it may be you're hoping to get into a college and you you don't get into it maybe it's because God has a much better plan or a job or you know with our kids we can pray for them and feel like what is God doing there's nothing happening the way I want it to, but I am more convinced than ever that he is moving and working and his plan is perfect. 
Amen. So what would you say is maybe the, the biggest thing you've learned, you know, from the experience with Kevin, obviously you shared this one, and how has it helped you today? Well, I think that God knows what he's doing. I remember uh, Stuart coming to me in the midst of realizing that he wasn't going to make it, and, and Stuart said, you know, Mom, for Dad, this is a win-win. You know, either way, it's a win for him. It's just us who are all left here. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's really helped me to realize that God does know what he's doing. And um, it is a painful journey. Um, it's honestly been the most painful journey, hands down, that I have ever faced in my life. And... Um, but I think the most incredible blessings have come out of this journey and seeing things about God that I never knew, I never realized, understanding more how, you know, I love that it says the Holy Spirit's my counselor. He counsels us. He's our comforter. He's our guide. And feeling like, I don't know that I ever would have experienced those things without this, this happening. And um, so I, I think the hardest part of it is not to give up, is to each day say, no matter how I feel, I'm not giving up on the process, the journey. The, the pain is there. It comes and goes. It doesn't last at the same level, which helped me. But that I have to lean into that. Um, it, it was hard for me, one of the hardest places. It was funny, my home just felt so safe to me. But going to 10 Goodyear um, was like the hardest thing I've ever had to face. And it would start coming on Sunday morning. And uh, I remember Vicki Willis, one of my best friends, she would, um, she would text me, um, you know, hey, where are you looking for me? And one Sunday she texts me and, and uh, she goes, where are you? And I said, I'm in the cry room, you know, like the room for the, and she goes, what are you doing in the cry room? I'm crying. I felt like it was the best place to be. And, so she came in the cry room with me, and we just cried together and prayed together. And I just think, but I look back, and to this day, I'm still glad I went, even if I was in the cry room. I'm so glad that God gave me the energy and the strength to do that. And so I think whatever we're facing, it's not giving up. God is going to lead you through it if you don't give up and then it's like sometimes I would feel like how can I feel so sad and yet be so blessed and that's how I felt was that it was like God just blessed me in so many ways now you mentioned it here and it was implied but it sounds like there's definitely still to this day because we're several years now from from Kevin's past five years Wow, it's been five years, and that you're tempted to maybe have a different view of God in the circumstances. I'm sure there's that temptation. 
Yeah, I think we're all tempted. You know, there's days where I th sometimes I feel like, you know, Kevin actually loved being by himself. There is no part of me that likes being by myself. And so, you know, I would just feel like, what's with that? Like, I would have been the better one. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, just sadness, doubts, um, you know, when things are hard, um, you know, just feeling like, why do, you know, why do I have to be the one to do this? And, you know, sometimes people say, you know, oh, you, you're pioneering the way. And I'm like, I'm sorry, find another pioneer. This is not what I want to pioneer. And, um, of course, we don't have a choice to pioneer or to be. Um, honestly, I just wanted to be faithful. And so that wrestling with God. And there's still days where I go out on my prayer walk and I love to just talk with him and say, okay, here's, here's my issues today, God. Here's what I feel. Here's my sadness or here's what's hard. Because um, there's a lot for all of us in life that's hard. Um, I think the other thing that's helped me tremendously through those times of temptation, of what's God's doing, is just my sisters in Christ um, who helped me. You know, uh, most of you here know Diane Mitchell. And, um, you know, Diane went through a very painful divorce. And um, honestly, I read it on Facebook and just sent her a text. And so we said on New Year's Eve four years ago, let's pray on New Year's Day together. And we did. And uh, she just inspires me. And so from that day on, on Thursday mornings at 7 a.m., she and I talk and pray together. And that's been going on for four years. And I find so much strength through her faith and how she helps me during those times of doubting God or questioning God. And so I think our friends and our relationships are really invaluable to be able to have the right heart. Amen. So what is your advice for all of us who need help to believe when God says no or not now or maybe later? Well, I think for all of us, it's still a matter of being faithful to God. You know, it's not just because we don't get our way doesn't mean that God is still not moving and working. And I think that's where we need each other. We need each other's faith. I think being open and honest about things, um, being open and honest about our temptations, and, uh, you know, grabbing on to other people's faith, grabbing on to other people's convictions at times, and trusting that God has a purpose and plan for whatever we face. Amen. I know you wanted to share Psalm 40, so we can go ahead. Sure. Do you want to read it, Marcel? I've been doing all the talking. Okay. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many. Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. 
You know, I chose this scripture because it was one of Kevin's favorites. And one of the things he'd say is just, you know, God is going to do things in our life that we could never believe or imagine. And honestly, I don't think I could ever believe or imagine that God would have blessed me. You know, I, I just want to say thank you to all of you in Orange County. I don't think I could have been in a better place. Uh, Marcel and Karina, Martin and Tina, who Kevin married them, um, you know, Kyle being there, knowing his parents, just the staff, the Stevensons, the Willises. I, I'm just so grateful for the body of Christ. And I think as we wait, and I'm not saying the waiting is easy. In fact, no part of it is easy. You know, I remember going on a prayer walk and there was one word Kevin didn't, he didn't like me ever to say. And I go, you know, God, this really sucks. And um, I go, I know Kevin would not want me to say that, but that is how I feel. And I think there are times in our life that's how we feel. Um, but God's okay with that. He's okay with us feeling that. It's, it's trusting that if we hang in there, if we don't get up, if we just put one foot in front of the other, that God will bless us in ways that will be too many to declare. Amen, Amen. I told you. This is why she's one of my favorite women in the world. A model of faith. Thank you, Mary, for, for coming uh, up from South OC, for sharing, for being vulnerable, uh, but most of all for your, your perseverance in the faith. And uh, you're the perfect person here to share. Help me believe when, when God does not answer the prayers we want there. And I wanted to share this quote here. If we can go to the last slide there, Aiden, uh, I appreciate it because you, you've done a lot. You've given us perspective and I think told us to hold on to the right perspective. And I read this, uh, this earlier this week here and it says, he may not answer every prayer the way we want, but when we call upon him, he will be there. He will walk with us. He will cry with us. He will give us the strength and the courage we'll need he will give us the grace and peace to accept his answer. Help us believe. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. And God, this is probably the toughest part about following you is that we know you are good. And so we somehow get it twisted that we think that you're good if you give us what we desire. And God, help us to know that you are good despite uh, those times when you don't give us what we ask and when we don't understand what is the bigger picture. But God, we know that you will be there with us, that you are here with us, that you will give us the strength and the peace to accept your answer. We thank you for Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane and how he prayed three times for another way in that moment, uh, for the cross not to be his fate, however you said no each time. But yet he was resolved at the end to face the cross. And because of that, he died for our sins. And then he raised on the third day, giving us salvation. And God, I think, wow, if you would have answered yes, we would not be here today. 
And so, God, we are grateful that you did tell Jesus no at that time, that you had a better plan. And God, help us right now. I know so many of us are, are praying for something, whether it's a family member, it's a health situation, a job, a relationship, uh, certain things that we desire. Help us to be surrendered that your will is better than ours, that your ways are higher than our ways, and that we can trust in Romans 28, that you will work for the good of those who love you and being called according to your purpose. We thank you for Mary. We thank you so much for her and Kevin. God, I know I'm so grateful uh, for the way they believed in us at a time in which uh, I felt that, the, that we needed to be healed and to be believed in again. And so I'm so grateful and uh, so grateful over the last several years, especially to grow in my relationship with Mary. And I appreciate her faith so much. It always inspires me to hear her perspective. And I'm grateful that you're working and persevering in her life, but setting her as a great example for us, God, that we can believe even when we have an answer that we do not desire. We thank you for being the God of love, a God of patience, a God of mercy, a God who is, is powerful, and a God whose will is better than ours. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.